0: You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So, if you're a small business in Portland, maybe you've gotten through coronavirus shutdown number one, maybe coronavirus shutdown number two. You figured out how to work your way around the whole protesters. Maybe your store got broken into, stuff taken. You've worked out insurance for that. Here are some of the repercussions of what's going on long term. For those businesses in that area, it's going to happen in Seattle, it's going to happen everywhere, because there's been about $2 billion worth of damage done across the United States by the peaceful protesters that sometimes weren't so peaceful. Here's what we got going on today in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Insurers balk at covering Portland businesses. Brokers say downtown upheaval has made carriers wary. In other words... Carriers don't want to insure businesses in these areas. They're like, ah, no, I don't think so. That's not what we're doing. Nope. Or if we do, we're going to make it worth our while because there's a high likelihood that you're going to get jacked. So we're going to charge you quadruple, maybe just triple, maybe quadruple. Thanks for being here. If you're new, I'm Sean Reynolds. I'm the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds Decline Klein Appraisal. And I host the Seattle Real Estate Podcast because why wouldn't a real estate guy cover the news for you from Seattle? It's just what we're doing here. Let's jump on into this one. It's from the Oregon Live, the Oregonian. Eric Murfit watched helplessly from a live security feed as looters trashed his downtown clothing store, Mercantile, during a riot on May 30th. Murfit said the business suffered one million dollars in losses due to the break-in and had to fire an insurance had to file an insurance claim to stay afloat. And you saw a lot of stuff where people are like, well, if it was just property, and you could replace it, guess what, that's reparations. And it's okay. Well, it's not okay. And it is not reparations. It is criminal individuals breaking into stores looting on the basis of peaceful protesting. And that's where it takes that whole message, turns it into something else. And guess who pays for it? Yep, these small businesses that have kind of nothing to do with this, right? All right, but in November, Muffet was informed that his insurance carrier would not be renewing the store's policy. Nearly a dozen other insurance companies declined to even offer mercantile a quote. You are located where and you've already done a million dollar claim? No, the answer is no, we will not extend insurance to you because you are a high liability And we don't want to take on that risk. And we're an insurance company. And that's what we do is we analyze risk. You're in Portland. Good luck with that. You're in downtown Seattle. Good luck with that, guys. That's what's going on right now. So earlier this month, Muffet settled for a policy that nearly quadrupled. That's what I'm talking about. Quadrupled his premium. It had a significantly higher deductible and included a much smaller cap on coverage related to robbery and excluded any property damage related to civil unrest. Essentially, we're not gonna cover you for if some more peaceful protesting comes your store's way. We're not covering you, that's essentially, But for what little we are gonna cover you, it's gonna cost you four times what it did before. Because guess what? That's what insurance companies do. And this is the trickle-down effect from all of this stuff that has happened in these areas And businesses are going to be like, you know, my store got broken into, I had all my stuff taken, cops didn't really do anything about it. It's really expensive for me to stay here. Not only insurance wise, but my employees, they don't really want to come here, having a hard time getting my customers to come here. There's homeless people all over the sidewalks, there was a shooting down the street this is the this is what's going on in these business owners mind. And you know what they're saying? Let me look at my lease and see when my lease is good through because I am out of here. I'm gone. I'm going somewhere I'm going somewhere where I can be free. Are they all moving to Texas? I don't know. Probably not. They're probably moving to just a suburb of the area where they are because most small business is kind of local. And um, if you've picked the Seattle area, there's lots of areas outside of Seattle that you can kind of go to. We're effectively uninsured right now, Murfitt said, and we're paying four times as much for the privilege. Commercial insurance premiums were rising even before the coronavirus, while coverage was decreasing. The pandemic exacerbated those trends. Premiums for commercial property and casualty insurance increased by an average of almost 11%. In the second quarter of 2020, in just one quarter, jack up those premiums 11%. How would you like to not have done anything outside of your control and have your car insurance premiums skyrocket because of the peaceful protesters? You probably wouldn't, would you? No, that's not a good thing. And businesses, they have to have insurance to cover liability so they don't lose everything During some random liability issue, somebody falls in their store, something falls off a shelf and hits them in the head. You got to have liability. You've got to have insurance to cover all that liability that's out there because we are a litigious society. And that's what people do. Ah, you got any money? Mm, You do? Mm, Let's sue. That's what's going on, right? But brokers say insurance companies have become particularly wary about covering Portland businesses. Uh Uh-oh. We've got some exclusions going on. We've got some tomfoolery here from the big commercial companies. You guys are a liability. It could happen again. Not going to insure you. Especially those downtown, as ongoing protests have given the city a reputation for upheaval and led to a spike in vandalism and destruction, things that insurance companies got to cover. Or not, if you're reading your most recent policy. Peaceful protesters not included. And better um, and better op- coverage opportunities might resume quickly if the level of perceived risk by insurance companies changes. I think that'll change, but it's going to take a while. And if I was an insurance company, I'd say, yeah, probably going to sit this one out, probably going to not insure anybody there for a while. Not really worth our time. We can go like anywhere else and insure companies just not there. Downtown Seattle, too. Areas of Chicago, areas of Washington, D.C. Same thing. Oh, you guys had a big uh, riot. You guys had the peaceful protesters cause, I don't know, $50 million worth of damage. That's not really in our game plan to have that again. Good luck with that. Good luck with that, small business. Insurers' apparent reluctance to cover Portland businesses is another indication of how severely this year's turbulence has affected the city and its image. And it represents another hurdle for small business owners who are trying to overcome the pandemic's profound effect on shopping and work habits and the physical damage from sporadic attacks on storefronts. What is up with, you've got, a, you've got this message that you want to convey, you go out, you do some peaceful protesting, you get that worked out of your system. And then halfway through the protest, just a group of you just goes on this, wild divergent smash and grab. Where is that in the playbook of peaceful protesting? Not not. And it just damages the message that you originally started out with beyond any recognition. Like, all right, if you're doing that, but this you're gonna do smash and grab graffiti vandalism rest of America is not down with that message. Just not. It's like, no, we're not doing that. Jessica Getman, president of Brown and Brown Insurance Northwest, said that some insurance carriers have placed moratoriums on issuing new commercial insurance policies or increasing coverage for existing customers in downtown Portland, creating a barrier for anyone trying to open a new business. That is super interesting. So if you talk about barriers to entry, that's one right there. Let's see. my, my landlord on my commercial lease, he's requiring me to have a policy and I can't get one. Guess what? Not renting in that area. That's an immediate no go for any business owner. All right. Yeah, I'm having some trouble with the insurance on this. Can't seem to get any, Got any ideas that is that that is destructive for a downtown business core. That's what that is. So not only do you have a bunch of looney tunes running around hitting up the federal buildings, they're doing the same thing with small businesses and those small businesses, they don't have necessarily have the cash out of pocket, especially when they've been shut down during the Coronavirus to put their store back together to the point where they can a million bucks. Nobody has that sitting around. That's a business, small business just doesn't have that. And so they claim an insurance claim. And guess what, that basically, down the road, dictates, ah, we're not we're not renewing you. And we're not even going to give you a uh, quote, because we don't want to deal with you. You are in an area that we have redlined and we no longer want to issue policies. That's how that goes. Is that fair? No. What were these stores doing? They were trying to stay in business and put food on the table for their families. That's the point of a store. Their employees were doing the same thing. Their customers were just trying to buy some stuff. And along comes the peaceful protesters doing their shenanigans. And guess what? Businesses will leave those areas in droves. It's already happening here in Seattle. She said it is not uncommon, we're back to Jessica Getman from Brown and Brown Insurance Northwest, she said it is not uncommon for carriers to place temporary pauses on issuing new policies in areas where there is a perceived increased risk, such as when there are wildfires nearby. Well, this is something that is way outside of the realm of a wildfire. And guess what, it is optional, because it just basically means somebody has made a decision to go down this road and destroy what is not theirs. And this is one of those ramifications of, well, you know, if it's an inanimate object and we can replace it, then then it's okay to do this looting. Here's where that breaks down. These businesses cannot stay in business if their insurance premiums are through the roof. And a bunch of other stuff like this makes a business go, hmm, I gotta move, I gotta get out of here. While Gutman said most insurance carriers aren't walking away from existing customers in downtown Portland, she said owners who have had to file claims for property loss and damage this year could have a harder time renewing their policies or finding affordable options that offer property coverage because you are now, just due to the location of your address, you are in a high-risk category, and you may not be able to get insurance. Is that fair? No, absolutely not. And that's what political leadership that has allowed these protests to happen night in and night out and night in and night out. These are repercussions. You're gonna have to work through this because business owners aren't going to sit around and go, ah, yeah, I'd love to pay four times in my insurance premium. I would love to do that. Sign me up. Where can I do that? I would love that. And I'm going to have less coverage. Ah, Sweet. That's awesome. Give me some. Where do I sign? All right, business owners both in downtown and elsewhere in Portland where there have been instances of vandalism, say they've run into this issue as well. The civil unrest and riots that have occupied, that have occurred, that have put Portland on the map, uh, Getman said, we're talking about insurance carriers that not only have a footprint here in Oregon, but nationally, and many are based outside of Oregon. So they're seeing this, all the heightened awareness of crime and damaged buildings all over the news, that has made carriers more sensitive. I don't blame them. Their whole thing is to limit their risk as an insurance provider. We got They got to risk their downside. They got to reinsure behind them, right? And if they can't do that, everybody in this food chain is like, downtown Portland? Oh, I don't think so. No. Downtown Seattle? Oh, what? You want insurance? Good luck with that. You need to self-insure. That's not happening, right? Leah Andrews, a spokesman... Leah Andrews, a spokesman for the Oregon's Department of Consumer and Business Services, said the state was not aware of a rollback in coverage being offered in downtown Portland. Of course they're not. They don't really deal with stuff that makes sense. But added that insurance may, insurers may revisit coverage decisions when a policyholder makes more claims than expected. How about just one big one? How about a wally banger? A big claim. That'll do it, Right. Barb Schemel, a senior sales executive at WSC Insurance, is the broker who worked to find Murphy a new policy after his previous insurer declined to offer a renewal. Schimmel said it's common for insurance carriers to decline to offer new policies to businesses located in active wildfire or near an area where there's been a recent earthquake or warnings for tropical storms and floods. All right, major difference here is those are acts of God. Those are natural occurrences. The stuff we're seeing in Portland and Seattle, not acts of God. Those are being allowed by progressive political leadership. And guess what the insurance companies are like, we don't really care who causes it. But when it's happening, and we got to pay. We don't want to go there anymore. No, we're not renewing your insurance policy. Or if we do, we're going to hedge our bets and we're going to make it so darn expensive. We're still going to come out okay. That's what they're doing. But she re- recently received a notice from an insurance carrier saying that they would not offer a new policy to a business that they did not already insure, or offer increased coverage to a business. They currently sure insure if it operated within five miles of active riots slash looting. Now they're not referencing the peaceful protesters. They're saying Active riots slash looting. How about all those businesses in CHOP? How's that gonna work out? You want insurance? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck there. Shimmel said I was not clear how the carrier would define those terms, define five miles of within five miles of active riots or looting. That's pretty far. That covers from from CHOP. That covers most all of down, covers all of downtown Seattle for sure. All of it. That goes down to Puget Sound. The large protests that occurred in Portland nightly throughout the summer have become less frequent, but there's still been recent instances of vandalism to businesses downtown and elsewhere in Portland committed by people who have broken off from the larger groups of protesters. Yep, that's what we we just keep talking about that right. Here's the original message. This other message came about, they're kind of hijacking the original message. But these business owners, they don't care who is doing what they're just like, don't damage my business anymore can't make a living here, I'm gonna have to move, I'm gonna have to get out of this lease, I'm gonna have to do whatever. And these downtown core areas are bleeding businesses, boarded up storefronts left and right. It's just a wasteland of commercial space, right? Because who in the right Oh Yeah, let me sign up for a new business in that space. No. When there's a company that is considering offering a brand new policy to a new business, there's more scrutiny, Schimmel said. They will certainly look at the news and the headlines. There are typical underwriting parameters. They'll look at what's the level of risk, and do we want to share that risk? Let's see. Your store had a volatile cocktail thrown into it, and you want us to insure your store, or you're right next to the seattle police department east precinct and you want an insurance i don't think so not happening hey you're four and a half miles away from the chop zone you're in the university of washington district which is far away it's a different world by any means but you're you're within four and a half miles of the chop district i can see it right here on my map no insurance for you that's what's going on right because they just look at a map. They don't they're not out there on the on the ground looking. They're just like, yeah, you're close enough. You're a no go. We don't want to do business with you. All right, downtown business owners have been calling on the city to take action for months to stop vandalism and destruction and help restore downtown. How do you think that's going? Not good. It's nothing's happening. Just ah, you guys are on your own. Take care of yourselves. Be safe out there. The Multnomah County District Attorneys, and it's no laughing matter, but that's literally what's going on. And I think these businesses, they would all agree that, um, yeah, this is just a sideways going show that is not going to write itself for a long time. And it's every man for himself. And when a business owner has to approach it from that angle, you know, maybe a new storefront somewhere else would be a better call. The Multnomah County District Attorney's Office has declined to file charges in 70% of the protest related cases that have been referred to them since May. Although District Attorney Mike Schmidt said uh, he would pursue the cases that involve deliberate property damage, theft or force against other person or threats of force. Doesn't sound like a lot of those charges are ending up with uh, actually being prosecuted and or people, you know, serving any time, there's no punishment, there's Nothing's going on there. Mayor Ted Wheeler has condemned the damage to businesses and said that promoting public safety has to be a key priority in reviving downtown Portland. Then do something about it. Yeah, we just want to like everybody. We want everybody to like us. In the meantime, nobody does. The city has moved forward with initiatives to clean up downtown and plans to roll out another round of grants to help businesses repair damage. All right. The damage is already done. It's already done, right? I mean, the impact from that is done. If you can't get insurance, guess what? This is one of those factors that business owners are like, yeah, maybe downtown Portland isn't for me. But business owners say more needs to be done to prevent vandalism and destruction. The damage that has already occurred is having lasting impacts on businesses that have already been pushed to the brink this year because of the pandemic. How about we enact some legislation That if you claim that you're peacefully protesting at the onset of your protest, and then it devolves into wanton destruction of others properties, namely businesses, you get an automatic 10 year sentence. How about that? How do you think the peaceful protesting would go after that? That's what you're going to have to do. That's never going to happen, especially not in Portland. Mayor Ted, he's not going to get anything done. Other than just lose his, you know, more business, more businesses and lose more uh, tax income, because that's what he's doing. Todd Roll owns pedal bike tours, which offers bike tours, rentals and repair. He said his downtown shop was broken into and looted following protests in both June and August. Roll said his insurer paid his first claim, but denied the second claim due to the type of break ins that occurred, leaving him on the hook for about 10,000 in damages. He said burglars used a crowbar to break through the door when his store was looted in August. That's not just an act of God. If you're using a crowbar to get into somebody's uh, business, you are breaking and entering. In October, Roll was informed that his insurance carrier wouldn't be renewing his policy when it expired. Finding a new policy with property coverage proved to be a challenge. He said his agent spoke to 30 different carriers and the best policy that was offered, uh, property coverage, came with a thirty-five thousand dollars premium. Roll finally opted for a policy that included liability protection, but no coverage for the property. All right, so he's still in business, but he's not covering his stuff. That's essentially what he's doing. He is trying to stay in business, but he can't protect his backside, which is all his stuff, his store, all that stuff. He has no insurance. It's like. Getting a liability policy for your car. You're covering the other drivers in case you get a wreck. But your car, if it gets wrecked, you are hosed, game over, done. Your car just goes to the junkyard and you say, bye. That's what these business owners are being forced to do because you can't pay the extra premium required by the insurance companies. Do I blame the insurance companies? No, they are a business too. Are they kind of cutthroat when this happens? Yeah, but this is the way insurance goes. It's not like, ah, they're, they're purposely singling me out. You're in an area where you've got higher risk, guess what, gonna be higher premiums, that's just that's just how this goes. We've been in business for 12 years, we've never had a single reason to have a claim, and then all of a sudden in one summer, it happens twice, Roll said. Now I'm faced with having to put bars across the windows or shutters across the storefront at our cost. At this point we're boarded up and closed, but of course we'll reopen in the spring when hopefully the tourists come back. I would not hold my breath on that one, especially if there's any kind of protest still going on. Hey, you guys want to go see the protests out? No, not really. I'd I'd rather stay alive and not be injured. And then I'll have to start worrying again, especially if rioting and looting are allowed to continue. So best thing you can do, Mayor Ted, is get your act together and make downtown Portland safe. Same thing with Mayor Durkin here in Seattle. Make that safe again. You might have a chance at retaining some of the businesses already there and getting new ones down the road. But until areas are safe, people are going to be like, well, I can't get insurance there. I'm not safe there. My customers aren't safe there. My employees certainly aren't safe there. Anybody parking a car anywhere near and around my store is not safe there. Uh, next location, please. Next city, next town, whatever. Nicole Whitesell, the owner of Adorn, it's a boutique with four locations in the Portland area, has filed multiple insurance claims this year, including one after her downtown shop was broken into shortly after she reopened it in September. She has since kept her downtown store closed, because she is worried about the impact that any additional claims will have on her ability to retain her insurance. So she is not able to generate the same income, not able to keep that business afloat, because she's worried about if I have to make another claim, I am done. So she's making that risk, she's making that judgment call of. All right, because we've got a safety issue here, and I need that insurance, I need that insurance for my lease and everything else to run my business to operate comfortably, to not get sued and have everything taken away from me. But it's not worth the risk right now, because it's too great of a risk that these looney tunes running around there, quote unquote, peacefully protesting, are going to come back around and jack my store. Not a good outlook, is it? No. Murphy said the change in his insurance coverage has forced him to take new steps to protect mercantile from potential damage. He said the store still has boards on it, on its windows and he's now keep, that's, that's such a rough look for a business, right? It's like, what's going on here? Whenever I see a store like that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, they've been hit a bunch. That's terrible. And now they're boarded up like they're closed forever. And you can't really tell. Is it open? Is it closed? I don't know. But let's keep driving. I think that's what a lot of people say. You know, maybe you've been looking up a store on your Google don't really know the area. You're, you're rolling up on the store, the entire block is just boarded up plywood. I don't think I want to get out of the car here. This, this isn't a This isn't where I want to be. Let's go back across the bridge to somewhere that I understand where I'm not going to have to worry will I get assaulted between my car and the store don't know. And so now this business owner is keeping the door locked even when the store is open, unlocking it only to let customers inside I have heard that on multiple occasions in downtown Seattle, that that is how they're handling business. They don't know who's coming in and out. So they let in one customer at a time. And then they lock the door behind them because they have no idea who's out there who's out there on the street. The public street. It's that dangerous here in downtown Seattle. It affects our psyche. Just the feeling of not being secure financially, that we're not covered, Murphy said. You feel that vulnerability, and then we're paying four times the premium. You gotta sell a lot of stuff to pay that premium. So they are going backwards. In the era of coronavirus shutdown, not only have they been put out of business a couple of times by our genius governor, our genius political leaders, but They've had to make insurance claims. They've had to shut down. A lot of these stores have to kind of rebuild physically. Their stores just get destroyed. This is all during a time where none of these owners can afford to pay all this stuff. And now they're paying a massive premium, four times the regular premium, just to be insured. That sucks. That really sucks. So I feel for these business owners because they made the mistake of being in an area that down the road they didn't realize was going to be just a free-for-all of rioting and looting. How would you have known? I don't know. How would we have known that chop and Chaz was going to happen? Don't know. But there are business owners, there, still doing their thing, trying to make it through. So what political leadership can do is basically make those areas safe. And they're not doing that. That's not happening. It's not it's not going that direction. All this stuff is too fresh. It's too current. We can't just drop the hammer on all this because those politicians, ah, they're not going to look good doing that. In the meantime, the consumer suffers, the employees suffer, the business owners suffer, all the downtown associations suffer, all the businesses that are affiliated with those other businesses that are not open, they all suffer. That's just what we're doing, especially here in, in Seattle and in Portland, which is kind of where we're at. All right, that's it for me on this one. Um, yeah. And as this story continues, which it will, this will become more of a, ah, this isn't good. We can't have this. I will let you know right here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Thanks for being part of the podcast. I will catch up with you guys in the next one. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.